0: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy!
1: It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry, and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Jaima Black. Welcome to Chicago.
0: Haima Black on the line with Sin out of Los Angeles. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am good. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on a call today.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, on this podcast, you know, we we cover a lot of musicians, artists, industry folks, a lot of whom have, like, Chicago and and Midwestern ties, and um, I know you're based out of L.A. now, but, you know, I saw that you had this kind of, like, Chicago-Detroit background. I thought that was really cool, so I'm definitely glad we're able to connect. Mm -hmm. So I always, yeah, I always kind of start these interviews just, like, getting some real background, like... When did music kind of enter your life? How did that start to happen for you?
1: Um, When I was a kid, it's just, you know, the usual story of, like, going through heartbreak um, with my parents' divorce and um, looking for a means of reflecting and making sense of, you know, what I thought was, like, really traumatic at the time. And music was kind of that escape for me and um, way to make sense of my feelings.
0: Yeah, I mean, were you did you start with writing songs? Did you start by picking up a guitar or kinda like what was that initial entry point for you?
1: Um, it kind of just started like when I was really young, I would just like sing out loud. You know how kids like mm-hmm. go into like pretend mode and it's like there's <laughs> no one around them, even though everyone can hear them? Like that was me, but I would be like running around the house singing and dancing and like not really making any sense and then um as I got a- saw that I was passionate about it and I you know, was in choir and then started taking piano lessons and it all kind of came together and I also really enjoyed writing poems and um, writing so I once I was able to uh, do those at the same time play piano and write poems and sing that's when it all came together and I think around that time I was probably like 12, you know, 11, when I actually wrote, write songs down on paper. So um, really young. Yeah, really young, but they were amazing songs. You know, it wasn't until I was later, like maybe in my late teens writing songs. Well, I guess I was probably 14, 15 um, writing songs with actual verse, chorus, bridge, you know, with like full piano behind it. So it started out it started out as something like super makeshift, like I didn't know what I was doing, you know. I didn't even know what a chorus was. And then I just kind of learned and grew through my experience. Which is probably my fault. Yeah.
0: Well, and I was reading up about, you know, like your bio, some of the articles about you, and it kinda of sounds like you know, people expected a more maybe traditional career path for you, something kind of a little bit more like, you know, Midwest, a little more earnest, like, you know, was mm-hmm. that the kind of initial plan for you?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, My parents are, I come from a middle class family, and my mom's a secretary and my dad works at Ford Motor Company. And, you know, that's just kind of like, that's their reality that you have to go and, grow up and have like a normal job and it's nothing they can't even help it you know that's just the way their life is and um me I was encouraged to travel like I was an exchange in Germany when I was 16 my mom it was important for my mom to get me out and so when I was going around like I was realizing that career that kind of career path doesn't actually have to happen for me but I still didn't know anybody in music and Um, you know, reality is really scary or like the odds are really scary. So I still made it a point to go to school and pick a degree that I thought would something I could fall back on if I needed
0: to. Um, Yeah, thank you. Didn't you end up studying like management at DePaul? Yeah, management
1: information systems, which is a lot different than just (laughs) (laughs) management. Um, but it's fairly new. And um it's in relation to data and um how you know data works in information systems and defining data pathways and things like that and um it's it's something that we need now we didn't need ten years ago, you know, with um corporations like Facebook and Google collecting all of our data. Somebody has to make sense of that in the database, and that's what my degree is for. <laughs>
0: But so that, I don't crazy. really think <laughs>
1: about that. I know. I know yeah. It's really crazy.
0: So <clears> when <throat> you're, like, studying something like that the whole time, are you just thinking, like, I want to be in L.A. I want to be writing music. I don't need to be doing this.
1: Totally. And after I signed to Katie, my grades did slip a little bit. It was, like, right before <laughs> my last quarter, you know, because, like, not because I uh, – well, I, it was still a priority to pass. But, you know, I uh, – I just oh, balance and my first release, and I uh, focus when your dreams are like, you know, on the forefront of everything.
0: <laughs> so when did the uh, move to L.A. happen? Like how did that change things for you, and, and when did that start to become like the clear path that you needed to take?
1: Yeah, well after signing to Katie, it was like, if I really want to spend every day in the studio and, and be like readily available for my art, I have to, I had to be in LA. So it was probably, uh, June of, last 20, I can't remember which year I graduated. Joyce, do you remember what year I graduated? 2016? 2016? Okay. In yeah. <laughs> 2016, when I graduated, I came right out to L.A. And um, uh, I was just like, you know, I just started being in the studio every day. And before that, it was just like little trips to L.A. But it was just having that realization, you know, like if I really want to do this, I need to put everything into it. And it's not too many people in Chicago that I can work with.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, when you're coming out to L.A., obviously, which is really different from, like, the Midwestern kind of upbringing, like, what's that transition like when you're out there and suddenly, like, mm-hmm. you're in front of somebody like Katy Perry, and, uh, you know, that's got to be really different than studying information management at Paul, or growing up outside yeah. of Detroit or anything like mm-hmm. that.
1: It is really different. Um I think that mostly I just notice, you know, I mean, socially, everybody's really accepting it's not that much of a cultural difference, you know. But um, in L.A., when you think about politics and, like, oh, people's views here, and then when you consider people's views back in Michigan, you really just understand the very different lives people live, like, on the coast as compared to in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And um, it's nice because I get to learn about all different you know, ways of living going from being in the Midwest and coming out here. And you really can empathize with both kinds of people or um, both ways of life, really.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, one of the big talking points that, of course, gets brought up a lot when people are talking about your music is the Katy Perry uh, component. Like, how did that happen? How did you first connect with Katy Perry? And, and you know, what did it take to make that happen?
1: Um. Well, I connected with Katie through her opening act on her um, California Dreams tour in 2011, which was a DJ named D.J. Skeetsky. <laughs> um, he I can never la- not laugh about when I say that name, <laughs> but um, I connected with him on Twitter, and we just, after he tweeted, "You know, who has got some demos I want to hear some music?" And um, I just started sending him music through email. For a couple of years, we just went back and forth like that. And then, you know, eventually I started working with producers who could really help me put my ideas on a pedestal. They were like the right producers, you know. And uh after that, he eventually was like, why don't you come out to L.A.? Like, I'd love to sign you for songwriting. And I think in that, during that time, he then showed my music to one of Katie's friends. And then that's how I met Katie. And then I ended up being invited to her house, and I played some songs on the piano for her. It was, like, really chill. Like, you'd think it would be this big deal, but I don't know. It just felt like, you know, I went over to someone's house at night, and we were just hanging out in their living room, you know, but it was Katy Perry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well,
0: and I'm sure having the attitude of just like, okay, cool, like, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to fan out. Like, that's got to help.
1: Totally. I, of course, I couldn't do that because that would right. compromise my opportunity.
0: <laughs> um, um when, but I did sorry, in my ahead.
1: head.
0: <laughs> right. And I was know? reading in some of the articles you were talking about, like, some of the career advice she's given you, and it sounds like there's, like, a real mentorship angle. Talk about, like, what's it like to get, you know, career advice from somebody who's at that point in their career?
1: I mean, it makes me feel really safe in a way and really thankful. Like, there's a lot of, there's so many weird things to think about when you're putting music out, especially now today when, you know, when people are thinking about being politically correct and, like, what exactly is the message, like, I want to send to young girls or, or any young people in general that still are, you know, being influenced very heavily. Like, having her in my corner talking to me directly you know, it means a lot. Yesterday, I, I shot a music video, and she texted me after and said she saw some of the shots, and she's really excited. And you know, it feels really good having a superstar being like, "You did a good job." You know, yeah. <laughs> it no, for sure, that's surreal. Yeah. Uh,
0: what have some? What have been some of the biggest learnings that you've gained? After going to Los Angeles that you didn't know before you before you got out there,
1: well, I think that, as a new artist, especially in today's market, where you know anybody really can put music out, but it's really saturated for a female pop artist. um it was just surprising to see how many people here are working for the same thing and are really talented and um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is to like fight for my individuality when I'm in the room with producers and I co-write sometimes, you know, I'll have another person in helping you me with melody and lyrics. And um, it's really important to stand your ground when you have an idea and what you want to sing and what you want to say, because as soon as other people get involved with, you know, like, Oh no, I don't think you should say that. I don't think you should do this. You start to smooth out what makes you different. And so when you do put those songs out, you know, you, you kind of, fade into that saturation that is, like, female pop music at the moment. So it's important to, like, what I've learned is it's important to fight for your ideas and to, like, find that strength into in in what you want to say and believe in it, even if the people in the room with you don't understand it. Because when I do that, I give myself to my label, and they're like, yeah, like, we like this, you know? But in the room, it's hard because everyone's got their own ideas. <laughs>
0: No, I think that's such a great takeaway. It really is. Um and yeah. you know it, it looks like you've been really purposeful with like putting out like one song at a time, you know like I know there's a lot more music on your SoundCloud but on your Spotify you have like only with you together and something. I think those are the main three that are up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looks those like are really my favorite time. ones so. Well, yeah, and those songs are really great. Like <laughs> are you focusing on like a deliberate kind of single strategy to roll out for your music?
1: Yeah, I think labels, especially, you know, their favorite thing to say is like, "Oh, people's attention spans are short." You know, <laughs> we live in a, a day where like new content is constantly coming in. You know, so let's not give them too much. But I don't, I don't like to underestimate the music consumer like that. But that's just kind of the the take on the market. You know, so you have to be strategic in a way where you're not giving too much, but you're giving just enough. So that would be like. The song, plus a video, you know, plus some uh, more content around that. So, yeah, it's it's deliberate in a sense, but, you know, like any artist, I would just, I'd love to just put it all out there. Right. But, you know, you do have to consider the business and the current, like, climate of business and follow whatever the rules are, whatever the suggested rules are.
0: See, that sounds like your management training at DePaul coming into play, too.
1: Oh, for sure. Totally.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we're kind of wrapping up 2017. Like, we're almost at the end of the year. What's on deck for you in the new year? It looks like you have new music in the works. Um, What can you preview coming up for you?
1: Um, Well, I just shot a music video yesterday, and it's important for us to get it out before Thanksgiving. I'm working on putting another single out before the end of the year. And I've got a couple of shows coming up. I'm opening for Born's Music. I don't know if you know about that. Or mm-hmm, Born's yeah. Music. Born. I call him Born's Music because his Instagram name is Born's <laughs> Music. <laughs> um, but his name is Born's. And um, so I'm opening for him here in LA today and uh later this week or next week in um no so this week in San Francisco. So I'm so excited. I feel like opening for him is like the kind of audience that I look for, you know? Because he's, mm-hmm. he's a little eclectic in what he does, and they say hey, I'm a little eclectic too. I don't hear it, but, you know. <laughs> and so I, I feel like I fit and I'm having a lot of fun working out the live show and just getting yeah.
0: comfortable on stage. When you're doing it live, is it you with a full band, or what kind of setup do you have?
1: Um, I have a drummer and a guitar player, and my guitar player also sings back vocals. So it's really like a mix of the um, electronic track with live elements as well. It's like a really nice balance.
0: Nice. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. final question. I really appreciate that we got to jump on the call today. Uh, what advice would you give for anybody else who's like, you know, earlier in their career who might be on the younger side, who's looking at, you know, the path that you've been able to carve out for yourself so far and thinking like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. Like what advice would you mm. have for any like younger aspiring artists?
1: Um, I would say that, you know, when when you've been told no, to just find another way to get someone to say yes. And maybe it's not that same person either, you know. Um, Closed doors don't mean, like, the end of something. And, you know, you just have to keep finding that right opportunity for you. I mean, even today, I'm I'm still being told no, you know. So um, it's just to keep going, you know, persevere and, like, Keep thinking that it's possible for yourself if you really want it.
0: Yeah, no, that's great advice. Uh, where can people find your music? What's the website? Like, all that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, my website is synthings.com. So that's c-y-n dot And my Instagram is Cynthia Lovey, and that goes for my Twitter as well.
0: Sin, I'm really glad we got to jump on a call today. Uh, this is really cool. I dig what you're doing, and keep it up. It's great to see. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at
0: DynastyPodcast.com For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.